This is Tangent Party, a show about the things we get lost in. Each week, we start off with a rabbit hole that sucks us in, and then we see how many tangents we can generate. I'm your host, Kiran, and with me is the unflappable Vance. Hello, welcome. So, Vance, you have a tangent for me? Yes, this week, I want to talk about the Snyder Cut. Uh-oh. This is going <laughs> to enlist a lot of ra- nerd rage. Well, mm. okay, here's my first question. Before we, before we get really into this, did you watch the Snyder Cut? I actually watched it. I was excited to watch it, primarily because I thought Justice League was such a fucking letdown. And because nerds on the internet had been like asking for this Snyder Cut for a long time, for like four years. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm pumped. I want to see what Snyder did with this fucking thing. I actually paid for Crave TV. I paid the $10.99 a month just so I could watch this thing. Wow, Warner Brothers wins on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was cheaper than the shitty Wonder Woman, which I paid like $20 for. I I, I regret spending that $20, man. It was a terrible movie. I haven't seen Wonder Woman because I'm waiting for it to show because I actually have a yearly subscription to Crave. And so I'm waiting for Wonder Woman to show up on there. So I was pretty psyched when Justice League showed up on there. My first question is, did you watch all four hours in one sitting like Zack Snyder wanted you to? I did. I didn't take breaks. I had popcorn. I I actually even watched the movie before it, which was uh, Batman v Superman. So I watched a little bit of it, and I'm like, you know what? I know what's happening. I'm just gonna get right into uh, right into uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut version, anyway. And uh, I'm I'm glad because at the end of the four hours, I was angry. Plus, what I like to do after I watch a movie is to watch all the analysis videos on the internet. So after four hours, your brain is so fried. I know I, I knew I couldn't handle like like another two hours of a movie before that. <laughs> so I watched it in two sittings, but then I yesterday to get ready for this podcast, I rewatched the last hour because nice. I was so fried. I was like, okay, what actually happened in the last hour? Right? I because I remember watching it, but you know, it's interesting though. That is the worst movie I've seen. <laughs> I, but 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 I really enjoyed watching it, and I'm enjoy, and I've been trying to analyze why I enjoyed watching it because it is it is a bad movie, but it has moments of like okay like start with why you think it was a bad movie do you think it was worse than the theatrical uh, release no it's a significantly better of a movie than that's than the theatrical release like that okay. theatrical release is like that movie is like bad like embarrassing in lots of ways that that first movie but that was also the thing I found interesting is to Josh Whedon again and, and another recurring character in our podcast at this point I was stunned at scenes like, oh, wait, these were Josh Whedon scenes. Like I thought, cause like this, like, like the opening of that, I don't remember like we're in Gotham city and like Batman, like cry kicks a parademon. Like that was not in the, that was not in the Zack Snyder cut. I'm like, wait, we didn't added that horrible scene. I was shocked of like the scenes that we added, like, well, those, like, those are all bad scenes. Every single one of them is, is bad. Yeah. I, I, because it's felt very tacked on. And because they were like, it, cause Snyder always has this very dark and gloomy, vision right he's basically a mini christopher nolan and and and, you know whedon comes in and uh, you know taxon is like you know trademark witty humor sort of tone on top of that it just feels weird in retrospect no it it doesn't work because the problem is like all those all those actors are there to sneer basically right sneer or in wonder woman's case just do nothing just like don't say or really act at all that's the thing that astounds me the stuff that was added by whedon um, astounds me so like the Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder movie is a significantly better movie than than the than the theatrical. I that that is one thing I will say it is definitely better. 
And it's better than Man of Steel. And it's better than like, this no, is the best movie Zack Snyder's ever no. made. I'm saying that it's what? not better than Man of Steel. Take it's better than Man of Steel. It is. You know, I thought when Man of Steel first came out, I would have agreed with you. Like, I was incredibly angry at that movie. Right? There was a ton of plot holes. Didn't make any sense. It was very antithetical to the Superman character that we've grown up loving. Right? But in retrospect, now that I've watched Man of Steel. Batman v Superman, Justice League, and Snyder Cut. I'm like, Man of Steel was actually surprisingly good. Like, it's definitely better than Batman v Superman. Oh, there's yeah. actually, there's actually some level of hope in that movie, whereas Batman v Superman is just dark. Like Justice League, Snyder Cut is just like dark. Like everything is dark, dark, dark. But like, Man of Steel actually has ends with a sense of hope. But but of course, back then when it came out, everybody's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Because everybody was comparing that to like. You know the Superman they they remembered right back in the day, yeah. which is like hopeful and and positive and optimistic. So, a uh, Man of Steel in retrospect, I've come to like. It's actually become of all the DCEU movies, it's become one of my favorites. I think my favorite still is the first Wonder Woman, which is what makes Wonder Woman eighty four that much more disappointing because it was the strongest of all the DCEU entrants, right? It's a fascinating movie because the feet, the literally the first scene in that movie is you don't need Superman. And the back half of that movie is you need Superman. Yes, agreed. And Superman does beat the shit out of Steppenwolf. Like, look, he just goes and bounce, beats the crap out of him. He's basically in that movie for three. He, he's in that movie for like three minutes. Like, and I think in that sequence, like, you were actually, you guys were actually probably fine. You actually did not need Superman. So there's a, there's a large section <laughs> of this movie where like you, you basically the whole piece of that movie is you don't need Superman, but you got him anyway. Yeah, it, that movie ended up becoming less about superman and more about the cyborg guy whatever his name is victor yeah so I, which is cool he was he was the heart of the movie right well um, they said, people reviews said that okay there's two okay there's two things one yes one of the problems one of the problems with the justice league movie like the theatrical cut is in that two and a half hour long movie 45 minutes is all about superman and superman basically and even that first way like you guys probably didn't need superman right like the two people who like sure superman beats them up but like Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman kill him in both versions of the movie. So it's like, it, it, it's, it's very unnecessary to even have them, but it's a lot more balanced when the Superman stuff is, is 40 minutes of a four hour movie versus 40 minutes of a two and a half hour long movie, you know? Yeah. What they should have really done is take the Snyder cut and split it into two movies. So I think one of the reasons why a lot of the DCEU movies suck is because unlike Marvel that planned this shit out, like we, years ahead of time they had a roadmap they knew the the sequence of stories they wanted to tell unlike marvel dc basically just crammed in 10 years worth of character development into like three movies right and and justice league each of those characters deserved their own movie much like marvel did with iron man like with black panther with with winter soldier captain america right each of those characters needed their own movie so that by the time they came together to, for justice league it all made sense you were invested in those characters you're bought in you understood where their powers came from right so that's what he rectified with the Snyder Cut, is he gave these backstories so that we felt a little bit more engaged and connected with the characters. That was my biggest complaint with the theatrical release, is that I had zero investment in that in that android uh, guy. Cyborg. Right? Cyborg guy. Like, I had no idea who he was. I'd never, I had, you know, I'm not as familiar with DC characters as I am with Marvel. So I had no backstory. I knew nothing, right? So I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? He's a fucking robot. I have no idea. Or cyborg, android. Like, I don't know why he's this way. I don't know who made him this way. 
So that that got explained in the Snyder Cut, and I yeah. like that. I also like the backstory behind Flash. So that that's the one thing I did like about Snyder Cut is is they f- did some character development, and yeah. I, I was bought in. But that was the only thing I liked. Apart from that, I think the movie was garbage. I agree with you. Like, I really hated the graphics. All of the yeah. graphics looked like they were from a fucking video game from early 2000s. It was so dark. Yes. Everything was orange. And yeah. all those fucking animated characters, you know, talk like uh, NPC, uh, those NPCs from, from like video games, right? Like, you spent $70 million during this reshoot. Like, why could you not get better CGI? I don't, I don't get it. And Darkseid looks like a fucking Thanos. He's just a fucking bald, non-purple fucking Thanos. Okay, here and blow your mind. You know, Thanos is a is a ripoff of Darkseid. Right. So I figured it was either or, right? Just like uh, Captain Marvel is a ripoff of Superman. Captain Marvel is a better Superman than Superman is in the DC movies. Fair enough. I agree. I agree. There's a sense of like uh, hope and. uh, fun associated with her that uh, a lot of the DC movies take out of Superman. Yes. Like they, Superman is just not a fun character. Yeah. Like Zack Snyder, he thinks Superman, oh, Superman's awesome. Cause he's powerful. I hate the character of Superman. Like that is truly Zack Snyder's like thesis. And it, I find I that agree. fascinating. I agree. And uh, actually I was watching an interview with his wife and she said something to that effect. She basically said, you know, Superman's so powerful. I wasn't connecting with him. I yeah. don't know what to do. So they made this backstory up about, you know, Lois being pregnant yeah. and her getting killed. And that's what started the nightmare. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you you know, why? And that's my problem. It's like DCEU has given up control of these characters. Yeah. It's like Zack Snyder and his wife. And yeah. I don't know. I, I guess maybe I'm wrong. But a lot of the nerds, especially with the Snyder Cut, seem to really enjoy his vision for Superman and the Justice League. I personally don't. So there's... uh. Without getting too much into it, like there's so eighty, there is definitely people, especially DC fans, who like this very specific view. It's a very 1980s view of the DC heroes, and the comic books are often trapped in this too. And like Watchmen, like because that, that right. was kind of DC's glory age, and they're really trapped in that time period. Right. That returns, and they think everything needs to be this. But the problem, though, like you you go review it, like it, it the one it's it's good, but it's also 30 years old. You know, like it's and it's been and again maybe just by because i've been watching these characters like it's been done to death like there's nothing there's no there's no new takes in this movie like it, they've all like the only new take is that what if the flash's lightning was insane like that's yeah. basically the only I, the, I, the only new idea in this movie and i found that incredibly distracting the lightning thing i was actually yes. was not a fan of that the other thing that i was not a fan of was like every time Wonder Woman would come on screen. They would have that like lamentation music, like ah, every like if you go and rewatch that, I, every time Wonder Woman comes up in slow mo, and it's always in slow mo. It's like yeah, ah! I actually like that. <laughs> what? That's, because the one thing I like about Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman actually has a theme. Like she's got two themes. She's got that ah. And she has a, the it's like a it's like it's like a guitar or a bass riff. A nah, 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 nah. Yeah, 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 I know what you mean. Though in our two superheroes, like what 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 is Captain Marvel's theme? What's Captain America's theme? Well, Captain America has a theme. I don't disagree with you. It just doesn't need to be on for every scene that she's doing a fight that's also in slow mo. Like you know, use it sparingly so it has yeah. an impact. But use yeah. it every scene, then it's just going to become ridiculous. That's all I meant. 
Well, though no, no, you're right, because the problem is like Batman has a really both Batman and Superman have very iconic themes that right. are not in that movie for an inexplicable reason. Yeah, and why do you do that only for Wonder Woman? Like, I why know. don't you play the theme song every time Superman comes on scene or Batman comes on scene? Like, I don't understand why he did that specifically for Wonder Woman. You know, I don't know. Maybe he just has a hard-on for that character. Who knows? Again, this is the thing that confounds me. One thing I like about that movie is all the characters, like, are... Except, because they basically make Batman a poor man's uh, toy Stark. And... At least they respect the power levels of Superman, like Superman, Cyborg, and Flash. Like, okay, they're they're very powerful characters. They reflect their power levels, right? But for Wonder Woman, I don't understand why like they do not respect her power level. Like, Wonder Woman can fly. It's one of her basic power sets. Like, why can't she fly in this fucking movie? Yeah, yeah, I agree. There's some ridiculous choices. Like, I don't understand. Every time Batman was in the scene, and you know he falls down a hole or something, they they show him climbing out. But yeah. I'm like, the android and Wonder Woman and Superman are right there. Why don't they just, like, lift him out? Like, why do they make him climb out? Like, this is, like, a weird egotistical thing. Like, Batman's like, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to get out on my own. Like, just there were some bizarre choices that made no sense to me. And also that scene where Wonder Woman goes into the bank to, yeah. like, stop those eco-terrorists who want to send yeah. Europe back a thousand years by setting up a bomb. A, makes no sense. But she, like, you know, deflects all his bullets. Yeah. And then he runs out of bullets and he's about to change his magazine. And that's when she goes and does the thing with her with her bracelets. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why did you just do that in the first place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you deflect all these bullets and you know risk all these people getting shot when you could have just fucking blown them out of the 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 sky by doing this uh, at the get-go? Like just weird choices that were clearly there for the visuals. And this yeah. is my, this has always been my complaint about fucking Zack Snyder is he thinks in visuals yeah. and, you know, figures out stories to connect his visuals. The story is just a means to an end. He actually doesn't give a shit about the story. Yeah. He's not very good at stories. I don't even know if he cares. I think he just, you know, thinks in visuals and, and that's it. That's all he wants to do. Like I bet the, this, tell me this entire nightmare scenario, is that even based in comic books or is this shit just something he came up with? Yes and no. The, the, like, this is our problem too. Is like the whole concept of alternative universes and dark futures is like so unbelievably played out. And this means like his dark future is the, the lamest version of the DC dark future concept. Cause like there's so many of them. I'm exhausted of this concept of like the dark DC future, like legitimately right. exhausted. So you have to have an angle if you're going to do it. Cause they've done so often, like you need to have an angle at this point. And they had no angle. Like they had a poor man's angle on it. And when you say they've done it uh, so many times, you mean in uh, animated movies? Movies, cartoons, video games. There are literally two video games um, called Injustice that that had the had the concepts where where Superman turns evil. Like there's literally two video games that have a right. comic book series. It's it's a super tired concept at this point. So you you need to have an angle. But I guess what did Marvel do that was different from the comic books? Because they obviously mined the comic books as well. But did they mine the characters and change the stories? Is that what they did better than DCEU? The thing that they're a lot better at actually getting to the core of the character, but like not being limited to the comic book storylines. Like an example I'll give you is the Witcher Soldier is is a great example of that, right? Because it, it, that it, that's based very directly on a comic book storyline, but the way the plot plays out is completely different, right? And and even like Civil War is another example where the concept of Iron Man basically wanting to register the the superheroes with the government and Captain America not, but I, I think the point is that like. 
they get the characters and they're very good at like taking really good really good ideas from the comics but like not being not being hamstrung by you know basically taking it and putting their own spin on it that works really well with with the continuity they have like they're very good at that actually executing an interesting storyline right they don't follow continuity that much but they get why the characters work and thanos is a great example right like thanos like his motivations are fundamentally different in the comics but it doesn't really matter because they do what thanos does which is try to kill half the life in the universe and be the big bad right yeah i get the feeling that marvel is like taking really good at taking the core of the character motivation and you're getting to the same end point, but the journey is quite different. Yeah. Whereas I think Snyder was trying to stick too closely to like the narrative in in the comic books, rather than sort of coming up with new and creative ways to maybe tell the same story or reach the same end point. Oh, Kieran, uh, there is no comic book that this this links to. <laughs> like it, this is his own thing. Like, uh, I think he flipped. But I thought you said they were like trapped in the 80s, uh, the narrative around just dark shit, dark, dark metal shit. Like that, like that vibe, right? I want my Batman to be the, the Frank Miller Dark Knight Returns Batman. That's metal as shit. Well, well understanding like, he wants that character, even like, the, the Ben Affleck costume design is like, is invocative of the Frank Miller Batman. He doesn't understand why a Frank Miller Batman, like, it's good art, but he does cool shit, and the this Batman doesn't do cool shit. Like, okay, here's, here's one of my biggest things. One of the biggest things about Batman is, Batman, he says he's against guns. I don't use guns. Batman uses guns constantly. In the, like, I don't know if there's any scenes where he's in a Batman costume, he's not shooting a gun. It's it's crazy. You mean, I mean in Snyder? You mean in Snyder films? Yeah, Snyder films. Like it yeah. is astounding how much like yes, he uses guns occasionally, but like he exclusively uses guns in that movie. It's 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 incredible. Yeah, it, it felt like uh, Snyder was just wanting to do something different, yeah. and forgot the character. The uh, forgot to stick to the the core of the character. Maybe you're, you're right. Maybe he's just trying to do something like different and make put a Snyder spin on it. Yeah. But it's so off the mark that it just ends up ends up not working. I think. Well, I think the problem is it's bad. Like, have you seen Spider-Verse? Spider-what? Spider-Verse? In- Into the Spider-Verse? I have, yeah. That, that was really good. So that take them... So let's look at, like, old man Peter Parker. That's an example of, I want to do something different with a character. That's a pretty radical reinterpretation of the character, right? Which is failure, dad, overweight, but still capable. Still, still for Spider-Man, but, like, Spider-Man has worst. Yeah. And, but they still get the core of the character into that character, right? So, like... It vibes with you, right? It's not distracting. How much uh, do you think the lack of performance for DCEU movies is because of the executives in charge? I don't put it all in Snyder. I do think the WB executives are bad. They have bad taste, to be honest with you, because it's not... like I'll have another example. Shazam. Shazam, like, so nothing to do with Snyder after Snyder, like, the post Snyder world, right? Like, they've cut him loose and it's neutral. I, I do think that is an okay movie, but has like awful choices, just like the truly awful choices. For example, it's like, so it's a very kiddie movie, right? Like, in Las yeah, Places. is it targeted at kids? Because watching it, I'm like, who's this? This is not for adults, is yeah. it? But it's too violent for kids. 
and it's not like, like we're pushing the levels like no it's like literally just legitimately like these death scenes are too violent these these and then if you like even like the, the final bosses these monsters like they're not interesting characters they're just hideous monsters right and it's like well i can't show this to my kids because this the you you have you you create the sequence of like truly terrifying monsters chasing children like so who's who is this for it, it seems like you want to do a younger demographic like a lot of those jokes actually land it's like a pg stuff like like the the kid in a superhero body like those are good jokes but the movie's too violent to show, actually show to young children so like like who is this movie for i i, I truly don't know yeah, I totally agree because uh, it felt too childish for me and not something that kept my attention because actually this was my second attempt at watching it. The first time I was watching it, I got bored. Yeah. I quit halfway through and then I finally got through it. It was uh, like you said, they, they couldn't figure out their target audience. And in the process, it's, they made it they made it worse. And it's too long. I think the jokes are good. And even the action is like, is okay. They'll get too scary for kids, but it's too, it's, it's too boring of a story for it to be two and a half hours long. Like you make this an hour and a half movie. Boom. You have a movie here, gentlemen, but like oh, yeah. this two and a half hour. And like, it's, it's a very basic storyline, right? Like that is like, that movie is basic as hell. Yet. I don't understand how it took four hours to tell that story. Yeah, half that movie is basically that those Icelandic chicks singing at at Aquaman as he goes back into the water and creepy yeah. smelling his fucking sweater. Like, what the fuck was that about? Like, what was that about? I don't I don't understand. Like, what? Like, what are you doing here, dude? This just makes and that chick looks incredibly creepy. She like broke out of a mental asylum. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got like a and she's got like a mat. She's like a stalker. And like, I don't understand. Like, <laughs> some weird choices. And the fact that somehow Mira, his girlfriend, yep. now yep. has a British accent. Yes. <laughs> and well, well, that's, like, that, that's old school. You, that, that's just like old school, like American film, film telling me. If some, someone's foreign, they have a British accent. No, in the Aquaman, she has an American accent. Does she really? I can't remember that. I didn't yes. know. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, so Mira in there has a, pretty sure has an American accent. And weirdly, now she has a British accent. This is what I mean, right? It's like Snyder Cut was an excuse for Jack Snyder to like do what the fuck ever he wanted that yeah. made no fucking sense. This is a, this is a great example of like everything that's good and bad with the Snyder Cut. Is like so. Remember when was when the Steppenwolf is like stealing the thing from um Atlantis, the number box from Atlantis, and Mara's right. fighting him, and she's doing the the air bubble thing, right? Yes, the, the that concept of air bubble is actually pretty cool, and but she keeps she she keeps doing it to talk, right? The problem is, is one of those things where like in, in execution, sometimes it's cool, but other times it's just like, well, if they live underwater, they need to be able to talk underwater. Like why? Like she would not like she she would not do that to talk. She would just tell she would just talk to him, right? Like using telepathy or however they want to have those characters talk underwater. Like so, it it doesn't make sense, but it's still kind of cool. But it's not that cool. But it's still kind of cool. Like it's it's confounding. Yeah, he makes a lot of choices that make no practical sense, and he just does it because it looks cool. That's it. Yeah, but oh, because you wanted an explosion or because you need this uh, cool like uh, fight scene or something, right? So the flash introduction. Yes. When, when he goes to the store and yes. that scene, I was off the couch laughing when he gives her an eyes like, yeah, so obviously going to save this girl because this is Zack Snyder movie. But the scenario he sets up is a semi driver. His sandwich is dropped down the secret lash. And he's driving down the road like that's the best you got is a semi driver has dropped this sandwich and he's gonna hit he's gonna hit this girl who gave him a nice smile. 
that sequence is incredible for how insanely stupid it is. And the flash yeah. even takes even but he even so when he when he responds, like she's already in the air when he responds. So I was like, so it's even a bad example of the flash. I'm like, well, you should have just like stopped the whole the whole crash. It's because the because the truck driver's probably dead. You're actually a bad flash. So it's like uh he wants that, that sequence of him of, of the flash creeping out on this girl in slow motion. It's like, no man, he should have stopped the whole accident. Like you don't get this character at all. Yeah, and clearly he 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 filmed it that way so yeah. then the, the the scene could be cool of this girl flying out of the car yeah. and then the flash could like, you know, catch her mid-air. Right? That's really what yeah. he wanted. I think we're just saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. The characters make choices that make no sense because they do it for cool visuals. That's it. Yes. There are things about that movie, like because I, I think 95% of those graphics look like trash. Yes. But 5% of the time, the CGI graphics just look good. Every every so often, you're just like, oh, that actually looks pretty good, that scene. But like 5% is being pretty generous. It's probably like 2% of the time. Very rarely do those graphics actually work. Give me, give me an example when it does work. I think the end sequence when the flash basically like has to run super fast like and like and a lot of it up to it, it looks hokey but the when he actually goes faster than light and timers be winding and then everyone all the corpses who had, had exploded for some reason were coming back together as time was re- rewinding so like right, cyborg right, right. Cyborg's exploded he, he comes back Right, like even Superman, I think, yeah, yeah, even Superman. I get like, and why did they explode? I don't like that. I thought Darkseid was going to conquer them. Like, why did why did the bomb go off? Again, different conversation. Yeah, I still don't understand the plot. To be perfectly honest, so yes. he wants to create the unity, which will what help him take over Earth, or will <laughs> help him destroy it? And then, how does this all fucking anti-life equation come in? I think the mother box helps. Steppenwolf realized that Earth is the place of the anti-life equation. Nerd out, so, bro. In the past, the anti-life equation is, is on Earth. So Darkseid invades Earth. And then Darkseid gets his ass kicked so bad. He gets his ass kicked so bad by the defenders, the non-Superman defenders, that he forgets what universe he, what the anti-life equation was in. Like I love that. He forgets what universe it's in. And he blames Steppenwolf for being his general, but like, hey, man. You failed me on that one, so you have to you have to go conquer me like a thousand Earths to make up for it. So he so he's basically going through universes for, for I wasn't sure if it's was universes or worlds. They were kind it's of worlds. Dead. It's worlds, thousand worlds, yeah. Yeah, so you have to take over a thousand worlds, and then I'll make up for you for this one time. And then Steppenwolf was showing up, in, and and in, in order to do that, he basically needs to get three mar boxes, which are on the world for some reason. Actually, that's a good question. This that's actually I don't, I don't know if they ever explain like does every world have three mar boxes or like that doesn't make sense because Steppenwolf's goal is to open the portal to the dark side, right? So his goal is to open is to get the three mar boxes together so they can open a portal to have dark side come in. Why does he need mother boxes to create a portal? I mean, this is a, these guys are advanced human advanced beings. Shouldn't yes. they be able to open a portal through advanced technology? I guess not. Even though, yes, Steppenwolf does teleport through the Murbox. Again, like, why why not just have Darkseid come through? Darkseid is supposed to be super powerful, right? Yes, you're yeah. right. It, it makes no sense at all. I understand the concept of anti-life equation, but is it, like, etched on the entire surface of the Earth? I'm not sure. Uh, that one I missed. Because all I know is they, 
at some point I, I think I came out of a haze. I'm like, oh, anti-life equations on Earth? Okay, fine. I, I, can, I can work with that. Anti-life equation is a great example of a comic book concept because it, it sounds badass and good writers can do a lot of good stuff with that concept, right? Like, what is the anti-life? What is anti-life? What does that mean? What does it mean to be an equation? Like, you, you, you could make say it's a weapon. No, it's just basically loss of hope. Like, there's a lot of great concepts you can have with that. Just League does none of that. And it's just like, it's on a stone somewhere on the Earth, planet Earth. Fuck it. Do they even explain what it is in the movie? Like, it's a, it's a haze. No. I think it's supposed to allow Darkseid to control all life, mm-hmm. but but I don't know if that's ever explained they, in the movie. Yeah, it, it is a definition of MacGuffin. Just like the mother boxes are a definition. Of, like, why do you need three of them? Why do all three need to be together? Why do they explode when you put all three of them together? It's impossible to know, right? Like, you'll yeah. never know. And how can you forget your ass being kicked that you forgot this anti-life equation used to exist on Earth? It's like, so good. Is, I don't understand. Have you forgotten the last time your ass got beat so bad? Like I remember every time my ass got beat bad. <laughs> That's like, like the, it, the one time, the one time your ass got beat so bad. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna conveniently forget about it. I guess maybe yeah. maybe if you're a super being, then you're like, you know, it's too embarrassing. So I ended up watching Bigfoot Family oh, finally man. on Netflix. So you're now anti-Alberta and you are aggressively... Anti-oil sands, I'm anti-everything. Yeah. So so for those who haven't heard, there was this big controversy going on around how the movie uh, Bigfoot Family on Netflix is anti-Alberta and anti-oil sands because in that movie, they make out an oil company to be the, the, the bad guy. I don't know anything about this movie, so I'll watch it because Kenny's claiming a bunch of shit and you know getting, uh, um, getting to a hissy fit. So it turns out, not nothing in the movie is an attack on Alberta or Canada. It's basically some evil oil company out of Texas that's going in Alaska promising green oil, but really all they're doing is the regular stuff that oil companies do and uh, polluting the environment, blah, 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 the usual, you know, Hollywood nonsense. And, and you know, they're putting the environment at harm in Alaska. So at no point in that movie, they mention Alberta or Canada or the oil sands or anything. So I'm just astounded by the premier of our province at his like sheer like just like incredibly misinformed like i don't know is he trying to justify the existence of the war room like what is he trying to accomplish with this uh diatribe against this movie i, I don't get it i did not watch that because i watched four hours of the Snyder cut the key thing so does that movie end with like a bomb being set off to let the oil free is that is that actually a scene in that movie it could be I actually did not watch it till the end Okay, because <laughs> that, that was an actual proposal in the oil sands at one point. It was, totally. They wanted to send nuclear bombs down wells and explode them so that they would, you know, basically would melt the oil, frack the rock and get it, get it basically from the surface, right? And they, they, and they moved away primarily due to technical reasons. I think they realized that wouldn't work. But so you're thinking that's what they're referencing in the movie, that it's a reference to Alberta oil sands back in the 80s or 70s? No, I, I think it is definitely do. I, I think they weren't thinking of the oil sands whatsoever. Because I think this is a yeah. European movie. But I think if I was running a province where at some point this had ever even seriously considered, I would not want to draw attention to it in any possible way. True. Exactly. True. Like, why would you like make a controversy out of it? Yes. I think that's the, the biggest struggle. Is it's like, you got nothing to win here because, yeah, because you, you're only going to uncover uncomfortable parallels, you know? Yeah, and it just makes the province look like a bunch of backward rednecks. 
So in the nineties, you ever see the ever see the kids classic Fern Gully? Who? Uh, Fern Gully. It's a nineties animated environmental movie. It's about no, loggers. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it has not aged well and not recommend it. But it's all about logging companies, right? It's all about logging. And if I was in the nineties and I was that was the problem doing logging, I would not start talking shit about these fairies in this movie being anti-logging because it makes people question stuff right you got nothing to win because they're not targeting you they're talking broadly about environmental concepts which in the abstract like i agree if this is the magical force you should probably not log it i can't understand the game theory behind this i agree i don't understand what his end game is like is it to justify the war room is it is it i don't know i think at this point maybe he's just grasping at straws was it like a bunch of oil executives like getting on his ass and saying, hey, can he need to do something about this? Like, I can't imagine the scenario, but but who knows? Well, and you know what the funny thing is? At but, the beginning of the movie, they actually, I think this was a sequel to yeah. the, the movie Bigfoot. And I think the Bigfoot was actually going after Big Pharma. So, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if like Big Pharma lost their shit and talked about how this movie was attacking them, stuff like that, right? But why would you want to do that anyway if you're a big pharma or any type of a big industry, right? All it does is make you look like a petulant child when you speak out against like a kid's movie. In no scenario are you going to win this PR battle. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I'm curious, like when Bambi came out, were hunters, are hunt, hunters anti-Bambi, for example? I'm sure some are, but like as a concept, it's like, well, deer aren't actually sent in, right? Like it, it's, a, it's a different conversation. And like you never look good saying like, no, we're the bad guys in this movie and you should not portray us as this. I'm like, it doesn't make you look good. This is obviously like, this man is a Bigfoot. Like why? This is abstracted already, right? If you're big pharma, big tobacco, big energy, if you're, you know, picking battles with, with a cartoon made for kids, you've lost right there. Yeah. You, yeah. The, the only way to win is not by not playing. And that's a great example of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting conversations. We focused a lot on uh, movies today. I think we basically only had only had two tangents. One was the Snyder Cut, and the other one was uh, Bigfoot Family. So not not much to count down on. But for what it's worth, we had about five thousand tangents within the Snyder Cut. So a four hour movie. So yes, it, it's definitely one topic but man we we really went through it that's true i suspect you and i are the few people who actually did not like the snyder cut my opinion was the snyder cut was all the material that should have been cut for the theatrical release anyway (laughs) (laughs) you mean the whole movie should never been released (laughs) or or the theatrical cut nailed it (laughs) (laughs) my my only tangent is snyder cuts better than the theatrical cut and the fan- Snarkut is the worst movie that I weirdly had a fun time watching. And I'm trying to dissect why I enjoyed that. I wonder if it's because it was like Fast and Furious where you're just yelling at the screen or yelling in your head at all the nonsensical choices that basically just defy logic that's not are made. And that's what makes the movies fun. Because at this point, Fast and Furious is about all the stupid logic and physics defying shit they do. That's why I go to watch it. Let's face yeah. it. It, it it it's so gratuitous that you're yes. almost like yes give it to me yeah oh yeah that scene doesn't work give it to me give it to me oh is that green lantern give it to me is that why why is Lois Lane talking to an alien of shape shifting as Clark Kent's mother I don't know but just give it to me I want the I want the more gratuitous the more logical I need it yes that's pretty much it have you seen the docudrama about the making of the room no I haven't. 
Okay, so the, the it's called The Disaster Artist, and that's actually yeah. well, really well-made sort of docudrama following the story behind or the story of the room. And there's a scene towards the end where uh, they're screening the movie to, to like an, a live audience, and all the cast is in the front watching the movie, right? And as the audience is watching the movie is just so horrible that you know people's ex- you know people are just basically groaning and basically just you know expressing their disgust but at a point the movie at, at, at its lowest point is so bad that it turns into like comedy gold and everybody in the audience just like starts laughing at the at the movie because it's so bad that it's so good and i wonder like you know if snyder cut unintentionally sort of went into that that uncanny valley where it was just so stupid and ridiculous that at this point I wasn't watching it for the movie. I was watching it more to like laugh and uh, yell at the TV for all the nonsensical decisions that Snyder made. I think that's what it was because that's what me and my wife were doing constantly. He's just yelling at the screen and, and yelling at Snyder. Are you familiar with Plato's cave? It's a philosophical concept. Where, say you like, say you spent your whole life in a cave and then there was a fire behind you, and there were some shapes. And you can see the shapes, the flickering of your shapes. Your whole world would be these shapes, right? Anything that you saw that was not these shapes would be incredible. So in the Snyder Cut, that movie basically gets your mindset into to me. It's like, I am in, I'm in the cave. I'm looking at these flickering objects. It's garbage. It's nonsense. The, the, the 5% of the scenes were actually good. Seems so freaking good that it was incredible, <laughs> right? And right, think, right. And I think that's that's the impact of the Snyder Cut is that it's, it, it, it just basically pulverizes you into like trash. Like this is insane. Like this is so gratuitous. And then when the scene actually lands, I'm like, this is art. This is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it justifies the four hours I spent watching this movie. I bet that's what it is. It yes. reminded me of that. It reminded me of that scene in Community where. You remember the dean? He wants to update the uh, ad for the school. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he gets like a $1,000 budget. And he basically uh, dissolves into this uh, rabbit hole. And at one point, you know, Annie comes on the screen and she says, the, you know, the dean must be a genius. Because if he wasn't a genius, I wouldn't have spent 12 hours wasting my life on recording this ad. And I suspect that's what it is with Snutter Cut. It's like I spend four fucking hours watching half a workday watching this movie. Ergo, it must be goddamn good. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm an idiot for spending my time and wasting my money watching this movie. That's my conclusion. That's <laughs> why the fanboys are loving it. Because otherwise, they'd be just fools. They'd be just idiots. And okay. of course, nobody wants to accept that. <laughs> Let's count down these tangents. Okay, so do the countdown. We got three tangents. We got the Snyder Cut, then we got the Bigfoot movie, and then we have the tangent where we tried to understand why we talked about the Snyder Cut for 45 (laughs) minutes. That's right, and we're going to get a ton of uh, hate mail from all the nerds who enjoyed it. So uh, for uh, those who want to hate on us, feel free to send your emails to tangentparty.yyc at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your thoughts about the Snyder Cut or about any other topic that you want us to explore. As always, this is Kieran, and uh, we will uh, see you for another episode next week. Thank you.